Hey, Start Marketing listeners, welcome to this week's episode. It is a hot seat coaching session, and we have Jenna Reich here. Jenna, welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business that you've got going? Thank you so much for having me on. I have a, a thousand questions for you, but um, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just started up my photography business again after being away from the city where I had it originally seven years ago. And I specialize in documentary family photography. And yeah, I'm just in the beginning stages, starting to get my name out there again after having been on a you know seven year hiatus. So, okay. So, are you? Do you have like a title for your business yet, or are you just? Yes, it's some, I know. Jenna Wright Photography. Very simple. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to assume. Sometimes photographers will like name it, you know, yeah. something else, and so I didn't want to just like assume that it was your yeah. name. It so, was. It was formal. Formerly known as Life Aglow. So you're right. I did. I did have a name for it before, but yeah, I'm going with Jenna Wright Photography now. Perfect. Okay. So explain what documentary photography is. Um, Cause I know when we met, you had to clarify this for me. So for our listeners, what is documentary family photography? Yeah. So documentary photography is, um, is a new and upcoming trend. I feel like in photography, it really, um, I guess, focuses on authenticity and real life. So the doc, the photographer goes into a family's home or, you know, meets the family at a location where they are, you know, they, they usually go maybe a park or maybe they go hiking or a bike ride or walking their dog, whatever things that they normally do in their everyday life. And the photographer sort of is the observer and follows the family around that, you know, they continue doing what they would normally do in their everyday life. And the photographer's responsibility then is to capture those moments in a very candid and authentic, raw way. So it's um, out with the posing, out with the props, and in with real life. Yeah, not the highlight reel, the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, as we talked, um, and as you know, I'm a super big fan of this. I kind of discovered this type of photography for our family photos a couple of years ago, probably, like, yeah, probably sometime during quarantine when I was thinking about coming out of quarantine and wanting family pictures. And I love it because it's just this idea. And we did this with our family for the first time after, um, probably fall of 2020. And it's just so much more relaxing than showing up and feeling like, okay, I have to get everybody dressed into like nice clothes that my children are going to complain about because I don't force them to wear nice clothes every single day. You know, my son will complain about why he has to wear jeans instead of his sweatpants. And like my husband will be stressed out trying to get the kids to behave during the session so that we get our nice, pretty posed photos. And I will be stressed out before we even get there because I will have been prepping my family for hours to get them <laughs> ready on time and then out there. And it's just like family photos, to, they're beautiful and they're like nice to have on your walls, but then it's like very stressful. And then the other side of that too is like, I find myself wanting more in this phase of life, life as I sort of realize how quickly things move is 
that like I want to remember all the little moments, like how my, you know, like how my two-year-old will like snuggle on my lap to like read a book and kind of the way that she'll like grab my face and stuff. And that's not something that you can get. Those aren't moments you can capture when you show up and you're like posing for your family photos. So I really do think this is like the next wave. I think once more people start doing it and experiencing it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to blow up. So I think you're super smart to be out on like the leading edge of it. Cause I think there's, there's only one that I could find in Omaha that specifically says that this is like the type of photography that they do. So. Yeah. That's always so surprising to me because to me, I mean, I've been doing it with my own family for 10 years, you know, documenting in this way. And I started out at just doing a 365 project, um, which is basically taking a picture every single day for, for 365 days for a whole year. And so, you know, this is, this is so normal for me. This is like, this is the norm, actually. The pose stuff is not. And so I I have a really hard time actually putting myself in my client's shoes, which is what we'll talk about today, because I don't understand their problem. You know, I don't know like what problem I'm solving because I don't, I don't have the problem <laughs> because I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's very difficult and challenging to see like, what would be, and actually hearing you talk was was pretty helpful because it's, I'm like, okay, now I see I'm solving like the stress issue because you don't have to get ready for your session. You're, you literally just can wake up and like, I can show up and document you guys getting ready for your day, eating breakfast, watching cartoons, snuggled up on the couch with your pets. Like that is the meat of documentary. Like, and so now like you've already given me a little, shed, a little, <laughs> a little light. <laughs> Done. Five minutes. That was it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Done. We're, it's a wrap. <laughs> no, I, I think so. So what I'm hearing is, and, and this is something that I feel like I've heard a lot of people kind of talking about recently, which is, you know, like, how do you position yourself? So it's positioning, essentially. Mm-hmm. You, you obviously know your target audience. You know that you are looking for families and things like that. And I would say you probably like, for this type of photography, I think it's my gut reaction, and I don't know if this is true or not, is that it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive than like the traditional, you get a one hour session with X number of like copies or the, you know, the digital files or whatever at the end, which, you know, at least kind of in my experience runs somewhere between like 250 and maybe $300 potentially. So my gut is telling me that to have a photographer for a day is probably going to be more expensive. So I would say like you're even within families, you're probably going to like focus on maybe more upscale potentially or, you know, middle income that have like a lot of discretionary income where paying for something like this isn't like they're not looking at how much are you going to cost me? Like they're not looking to sort of like maximize the spend, I guess, or sort of like nickel and dime the photographer. Um, Because I feel like I do see quite a few of those requests and stuff like on Facebook when people are searching. They're like, I have a very specific, you know, very tight budget. So I feel like, you know, knowing who your target audience is and understanding that it is probably, you know, whether it's based on a certain amount of income that they make every year or you just in general, like you want to say, okay, well, I target families that are, you know, maybe a little bit more upper middle class, um, 
something like that. So you sort of know your target audience already. I would make sure that you have them like really nailed down because then I think like this positioning really starts to actually the target audience doesn't necessarily come into play. I don't think until that pricing conversation comes up, but I think positioning you could, I feel like do a a good amount of research or just like interviews, kind of find people that would be in that target audience. I feel like I'd probably fall into that category. Like I would maybe be on the bubble. I, because I'd be like, I probably can afford it, but I would have to be like, is this, it feels like a little bit of a splurge Mm -hmm. and how I would kind of get around that. And my like gut reaction is you sort of solve for, for two things. You solve for kind of the immediate like external struggle, which is like picture day is stressful. Mm -hmm. I have to corral my family and, you know, photographers generally in my experience say like, oh, we'd like to meet at like sort of the golden hour in the morning, which means as a mom, I'm to meet that, I'd have to be up at like five, four thirty-five, you know, yeah. because that's just that is a lofty goal with little kids right. to meet that, you know, to meet that like morning golden golden hour, especially if you're doing them outside. And then or the evening, right? And evening is still like somewhat tricky. Like I think back to when we did it, even though it was probably around like six or no, it might've been around like 4.35. I had to make sure everybody was like fed and, you know, well rested. And then we had to get, I had to get myself ready. I had to get my husband ready because he is like on picture day, he always goes, just you tell me what you want, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's a very like long, stressful process. So by the time we get to pictures, it's like, it's already been a really, um, a really long journey. Right. <laughs> Most of the time tumultuous someone will <laughs> Yeah, yes, tumultuous journey, someone has cried. <laughs> it may it might not even be my kids. It might have been me. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been me. That was just like people, all I want is nice pictures. Right. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like to position yourself like you're going to solve kind of two problems. You're going to first solve like sort of that external problem that people have, which is I don't want a stressful picture day. Like, I don't want this to be a really long, tumultuous process. I don't want it to be stressful. I just want to show up and, like, have have the ability to capture really nice pictures, right? And then I think the other struggle and the position that you can take that I think is actually more powerful is when you are speaking to – moms in particular, because I think that's ultimately your target audience, right, is moms of sort of like these middle upper class families that have discretionary income and can afford to do a project like this. What I think about and what like sort of gets me like teary when I when I talk about it is like at the end of the day, what I'm going into regardless of the type of photography is when I'm booking that session, I am thinking to myself, like, I want to capture these moments, right? Like, I want this snapshot in time. I want to remember what my daughter looks like as 
a five-year-old, right, before like we get swept into this. I want to remember like what my daughter, our littlest, looks like at two years old. But like even more so, and what I think the a powerful positioning statement that you could take in research is like you want to remember all those little moments, right? Like it's the stuff that as a parent, you sit there and you think like in the moment when it's happening, like, oh my gosh, I never want to forget the way that like, you know, my little two-year-old cups my face and gives me like the sweetest little kisses when we're done reading our book at night. And then she like looks at me with this like big smile and she goes, night, night. And she's just, you know, like it's, and I, every single night I like think to myself, like, burn this into your memory Mm -hmm. because that's the only place it's going to live unless, you know, I can have somebody come in and like do this with me. Right. And then I could, I could capture all those little moments. So I feel like finding a way to sort of position. And if you, if you like that idea and you feel like it rings true, I would go out and I would actually talk to, you know, maybe find like 10 to 20 of these moms that you have in mind and like test that idea and say like, ask, what are you really looking to capture when you think about family photos? Or are there everyday moments that you wish you could capture? And kind of, I would say, do some research around like deeper than just a nice family photo. Mm -hmm. Like if there is anything that you could capture that you don't want to miss, what would that be? And kind of ask them and see kind of what they say. My gut instinct is that like it's all of those day-to-day memories that you just in the moment you go, gosh, I never want to forget this. Mm-hmm. But you know you will, right? And yes. I think back, you know, like I think back to, I'm sure, I don't know if as a first-time mom, I had like the wherewithal to like think that all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. I probably just didn't realize, you know, when I had our first, I was probably like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget that. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, I can't even remember him yeah. as a two-year-old, you know, yeah. like- I do when I scroll through old photos on my phone and then I'm like, oh yeah. But I think about all those sweet moments that like you just don't have anymore and you can't like, you can't recall. So I feel like to build a message around like capturing like those unforgettable day-to-day moments, I think solves sort of like this internal struggle that moms have, which is like, I never want to forget this. Like I always want to you know, remember my babies this way. Yeah. One of the things that, um, that speaks so, so, so true to me. I mean, I'm just thinking like, while you were describing that, I was thinking of, you know, like when I was nursing my, my daughter and like those, Mm -hmm. you know, late night nursings and things and thinking about how she would like put her little hand on my face or, you know, Mm -hmm. play with my arm. And it's just, it's, they're so, so insignificant when you don't like see them as, um, as, as a, a, on the scope of like parenting, like all the different stages Mm -hmm. and and they go by so, so, so fast. And I know that that is just so cliche, like, oh, it's fleeting, but oh my freaking God, it's fleeting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I have a 12 and 14 year old now. And if I Mm -hmm. see a video of them as a one or two year old, I like, sadly, I almost feel like I don't, 
really remember what it was like to parent them. So for me, actually, mm. when I think about documentary photography, that's tr that's one of the messages I try to get across too, is that I'm providing like not only what it looks like for your child to be that age, but what it was like to parent them in that age. Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, like how I held my baby on, on my, my hip and like how it felt to um, hold their little tiny chubby hand with dimples and how, you know, like I, I, I actually am not in many photos and the only photos mm -hmm. that I'm in with my kids are the ones that I hired a professional photographer for. Yep. And I've had three or four documentary sessions myself for my own family. And the, and I've also hired for professional, like um, more portraity stuff. The portraits don't really explain like they, they're not really like the kids wouldn't look at them and be like, Oh, I remember how mom mm -hmm. did this or that. It's just a pretty photo, which there is a time and a place for a pretty photo. I'm not saying that portrait photography is dead or anything like that. It's right. just that those are, those moments are not authentic to who we are. They don't show any personality or any um, like, like you said, those capture those, those, idiosyncrasies of, of who they are and, and how we connect as a family, like our relationship, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's true. I, I, you pointed out two really great strategies, like two positions. Well, and I think you've got, I think you've got another one there, right? Like as you think of kind of layering these things on and as in marketing, when we, when we talk about sort of like positioning and, you know, from here, you would be able to, like, once you nail this down, you'll be able to come up with, like, a handful of key messages, like, phrases that you'll learn over time that really just, like, resonate mm -hmm. with this target audience and make them go, like, oh, yeah, I, like, totally. And we could, you know, we could even workshop some of those, too. Um, but thinking about, like, the the moms, too, and appealing to them, like, absolutely. I As soon as you started saying it, I was like, oh, my God. I, I also don't have, I hardly have any photos. My husband is in so many pictures with our kids mm -hmm. and I'm the one who always takes them. Like no yeah. one ever thinks to just like, you know, take a picture of me snuggling yeah. with my kids on the sofa and by nobody, I mean my husband. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't think he's going to listen to this episode, but if he does, um, <laughs> I guess. Hint take, more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> take more pictures of me. But I think, I think right there, like when we talk about, you know, kind of positioning and helping um, people understand what it is you do, you know, like you can kind of be the the guide as we tell this story, you know, like you can be the person who like helps capture all of those things. And if you speak, I think if you spoke specifically to those moms, the three things we just talked about are so incredibly powerful. Like, don't ever, don't ever forget the way that like your little kid or like, you know, how you lived life. Um, don't, uh, sorry, my mind is going like a million miles a minute trying to pull this all together. So not forgetting that. And then also like as a mom, you know, be able to look back and remember who you were and what that experience was like actually be in the photos. And even more than that, like as a way to document that journey as you 
for you as a mother because right. you are a person too. I think sometimes we think about going into family photos as like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to make sure I capture this for my kids. But I think positioning that and creating some messaging around the mom and just being able to capture like her journey as a mother is also super powerful. And then the benefit, like the simple external problem is that your your photo day is a lot less stressful. There's no getting up and getting somebody in, you know, those are the easy things, but sort of that philosophical or that like internal struggle, I think the positioning you take is what you were saying with have the mom be part of it and speak to like her desire to capture like the the way she was as a mom and in turn created all of those little moments. You know, they sort of like the two kind of complement each other, right? Like yeah, as a mom, I don't want to forget the way that like, you know, my little two-year-olds or like you said, when you're when you were nursing, like how your baby would put her hand or their hand on your your face, like that is equally as powerful as a mother to be like, I want to remember me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think you brought up something that that just like um, exploded my my brain here about like, and 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 this could be a position that I take as well. Like, who are these pictures for? Because I think a lot of times. You take photos mm. for Christmas cards, you take photos for grandparents, you take photos for social media, you take photos to reflect a certain persona. Like we are yep. a happy family and we are beautiful <laughs> and we We are know, Instagrammable. Look yeah, at us. We're Instagrammable, exactly. And that's I'm like an, the antithesis of highlight reel. I want to be I want to like disrupt that talk. Mm-hmm. Like these pictures are for you. These pictures are for your children and they are pictures to be handed down to the next generation to be enjoyed and actually be a peek inside what it was like to be alive in 2022 um, mm-hmm. with, you know, like a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really like, you know, when you look at family photos, this is one of the things that, that got me into documentary fo- photography as well is I'm one of those kids who would just like go like, pour over our family albums. Like all my parents, um, like my great aunts, they kept archives of family photos from generations and generations back. And like the majority of them are not portraits. They are pictures of like my great uncles working on their car or, you know, like a picture, maybe a portrait in front of their house, but it's not posed. It's just like they're standing in front of their house and everybody's outside. Um, and, and it's telling of who my family is, yep. you know, it's like, oh my gosh, they were into this, these cars and look at their cars, like in the fifties, uh-huh. they were awesome. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's a time capsule. So it's, for me, it's more about that. Like I want to, mm. I want to document real, real things. I don't want, I, and I personally don't want my picture to look like everyone else's. Like if I walk into somebody's house and they have the same (laughs) photo with them in the meadow and like the same location, it's like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I was just there last week. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I think you, that time capsule idea is, I think, a beautiful way to sort of pull together everything that we are kind of talking about, right? Because as you were talking about that, I'm thinking through – 
you know, the photo albums that my grandma kept. And I can remember like pictures of my grandpa, like there's just one of him like sitting with one of my older cousins and he's like smoking his cigar, sitting in his chair with (laughs) my older cousin on his lap. And they're like looking at a book or something, but it is, you know, like it is how you see someone through like literally through the lens of everyday life. Mm -hmm. So like if you were able to just document and, and so I think this idea of creating a lens or a time capsule where you can go back and you can see your life through the lens of everyday moments, like that could be something that you build on. And then, you know, to say to the moms, like, this is, this is our journey of you as a mother, as much as it is about your children and like capturing the sweet everyday moments that, you know, like imprint on your heart. Right. And so I think, I think that right there is your position. I think you could go out and you could test that with like a handful, you know, 10, 10 to 20 people that you think moms that might fit your demographic Mm -hmm. and just see like, Hey, what, what resonates and like pull together. I think we could pull together, um, like a handful of key messages, uh, I could I I think you were hoping to stump me on this one. I'm not I'm going to I'm going to think of some key messages here. <laughs> but I think like it's kind of coming up with, you know, five or so like lines that really really well articulate all of these things right. um which the, like that deserves we're we're going to work on this. I'm just not going to get it done like on the fly here, but like I think if we came up with five of those lines that really just crystallized what we were talking about and then you sort of went out and you tested them and say like, does this resonate with you? And to be able to tell that you are in a really great position where like you literally have photographs that you can kind of pair with it to say like, these are still Instagrammable moments, right? But they're going to be like the most beautiful. They're going to be next level it's not going to be the same as every other family that you see. This is going to like tell so much more of a story and like really bring you to life. And it's still going to be something like super beautiful that you can print out and hang on your wall and people are going to walk into your home and be like, oh my gosh, like like, tell me about this moment, right? Nobody looks at family photos and – of like you in the meadow and goes, Oh, tell me about that day. Cause we all know. Right. If you have, yeah. If, if you've ever done, done family photos, you know exactly how that yeah, went. If you've done family photos, you know exactly you how that went. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> and I, Oh, that right there. I mean, like, isn't that ironic that we like never want to relive the experiences we're going to try to capture to like put on our wall. How ironic is that? So much money on Yeah. You too. spend hundreds of dollars <laughs> capturing <laughs> these like moments that you end up just wanting to forget. Yeah. That's actually so, one of my because that's I was working on and this is a question I have for you and this might stump you more, but I am working on um, my nurture sequence and I was like writing the very first email, like the thank you email for subscribing. And I was thinking about like, okay, um, I, I want families who are like this, I'm not booking this session 
strictly for photography. I mean, they are, but they also want to have a blast and they want to like maybe put some adventure into it, like add a little hint of let's experiment. Like, okay, maybe we get out the sprinkler in the backyard and we see what happens or let's, um, I don't, I don't know. Like let's, yeah, like walk our dogs to the park and see like what spontaneous craziness happens with that. Because we all know that pets and kids together can create mm-hmm. an immense amount of joy or like humor. Um, so I, I want it to be also about, I'm offering two things. I'm offering an amazing, like amazing imagery. Like I am very yeah. good at taking these photos, but I also really want you to have so much fun. And I don't want it to be pressure. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I want, like, I had a dad, like, this is a great example. I, the, the last family that I photographed, the dad is very introverted, very quiet, very solemn, not a lot. Like he, it's his personality. That's who is, mm-hmm. who he is. He sat in his chair, like petting his cats and like the kids would like climb all over him and they were like petting his bald head. And, you know, they were all, they were like jungling over yeah. him and stuff. And that I could tell was just reality for them. Like he's not one of those like mm-hmm. crazy, you know, spunky, energetic dads. It's just not his personality, but we didn't capture that because it's not him. Yeah. Uh, we captured these sweet moments of him, like snuggling with his seven-year-old daughter in his lap, you know, like holding her kind of like in an, in a fetal position, you know, like, yeah. and it's, it was so sweet, but it was, yeah, I want it to feel like, I don't want the dads to be like, I freaking hate this experience and when is it going to be over? Like, can I just go get some coffee or a beer or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, right. And you you kind of are bringing up a good point in here, like, in marketing, there's always sort of like your primary and your secondary audience. So like your primary audience is probably those moms. Those are the ones that are, um, you know, looking for the photographer. They are planning the dates. They're coordinating all this stuff and evaluating the options. But the secondary audience really is that dad. And so I think if kind of in your messaging, if we can create talk tracks that are like, kind of these subtle cues that are like, here's how you convince your husband to say yes to this, right? Because I'm pretty sure on the on the outset, if I went to my husband and I said, hey, babe, I'm going to hire Jenna. And she is, first of all, we're going to pay a lot more money for our family photos than <laughs> um, you're used to. And you already think our other ones are expensive. Um, but also she's going to be here for like eight hours and she's going <laughs> to follow us around all day. He would be like, what? No. Can we, <laughs> no. can we just go back to the other thing? Right? Like I, this sounds super weird. That would be what he'd say to me. He'd be like, this yeah. sounds really weird. So she's just, she's going to be here all, all day. Like, yeah. so I have to be dressed up. You know, he would have so many questions and he'd be like, yeah. I don't understand what I'm going to get out of this, you know? And so I feel like, that secondary audience is those dads. Like, how do we bring you along, right? Mm-hmm. And make you feel like this isn't going to be weird. It's not going to be awkward. Our goal is just to like capture you in a natural state. Like, I don't want you to show up as anything different than what you are on a regular Saturday morning. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's it. And then you 
have like the the advantage of literally being able to show people pictures of what like they can get. It's not going to be an exact replica, but you'll mm-hmm. be able to like pull out and be like, these are some of my favorite, you know, the one with the dad and his seven-year-old daughter, like snuggled up together. Like my husband, I could show him that and be like, all right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. I guess like I always do sort of give you this look when our littlest snuggles up. That's like, oh, like, look at this, you know, he, and he does. And so to be able to capture that. So, you know, you have the advantage of being able to like show people what they're going to get from you. That's and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's equally as Instagrammable, right? Like that's the thing. It's just, it, it is actually a story. Right. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. It's a real life. It's a real life beautiful moment that like I just want to be able to like capture and look back on and just be filled with I want to actually remember the memories right like that's what it's going to be it's going it's still a snapshot in time but it's going to bring me back to Saturday mornings when our kids were all really little and we would just sit around tv eating cereal together watching cartoons and snuggling with each other. Like, so when I look back, it really is a time capsule and I'm remembering, I have happy memories, right? (laughs) um, So we sort of- Your relationships, you know, like your actual real true life (laughs) interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like kind of going back to what you were talking about, we went we went a little bit down a tangent. You were talking about how you kind of created this first um, sequence in your nurture campaign, which was like the thank you for signing up and creating like a sense of fun and adventure. Um, you know, what, okay. So what is your specific question around that? Because I okay, think we like so, tangented off. Yeah. No. Okay. So I, ha- I have... I'm building that right now. So I was trying to figure out a way to advertise, um, get my name out there. So I decided to do a giveaway in a couple of months. So I'm like preparing for that giveaway, um, which I plan to use Facebook ads to get people like target audiences. And then when they click it, they'll go to a landing page where then they, you know, put in their email and their name so that I can use that to obviously then campaign to them later on, uh, through my newsletter. But so I'm, I'm starting the nurture sequence this week and I'm trying, so there's a couple of different questions I have. I don't really know what order like to campaign to them. Like, what is that? What am I saying? First of all, like, what is the message I need to be saying and what kind of value can I bring to them? Because I know it's more about giving them and not taking. Um, and like, how many emails, how spread out? Like, I'm just really unclear about, I mean, I know there are no fast rules about it, but I think those are really key. I mean, they need to be really good. And because it's the introduction to to my business and who I am. So I want them to be really well thought out, but it's, it's very difficult for me. I think I'm a pretty good writer, but to be like precise and know exactly what my call to action is and what I'm trying, what message I'm trying to relay. I I get a little bit bogged down in the details. Mm -hmm. Okay. So kind of some like very high level things to address in there. What I would say is going into it, um, 
And now I'm like super invested in this. So even though we won't be able to get it on the call, I'm still going to like workshop and (laughs) listeners, I'll put this, I'll put like my final work in the show notes so you can see ultimately like what I came up with and the rationale. Um, But from what we've talked about, I would say the first thing you want to do is really get that like messaging down, right? Because that's going to be what appeals. Um, So that's something that generally does take a little bit of time to kind of think through and like, you know, you have to do some brainstorming so that it just like, um, you know, comes together in the most precise way possible. Mm -hmm. Then I would say like, what is the goal of this like sequence? Is it really just to like introduce them? Is it ultimately, so you've got the giveaway, which is like the nice kind of the lead that gets people in. But then once they are in, if they're not the winner of that giveaway, like what Mm -hmm. is the goal? Is it ultimately, is it to introduce them to this style of photography? Um, Is it to also introduce you? It might be kind of a combination of that. So I would say like, start with what the end goal is and then sort of like reverse engineer the path to yes. So like what what is that final goal? And then like how do you move somebody to get to that point? And in regard to adding value, I think that you could look at it and say, um, you know, so you kind of have like your first one and then um, maybe as like a second, and I don't know how many emails you're thinking about having in this sequence, but like one thing that kind of immediately came to mind is if you had, you know, um, kind of this beautiful layout where it maybe had like a grid of four photos that you've taken in a session like this. And then maybe you say like, here's why the style is so great. You get photos like this, insert some of those key messages, right. That kind of reinforce, like why this is such a great option and why you'd want to invest in it. And then say, if this is something that like you've been hoping to get, um, here are some things to think about going into a documentary session so that it doesn't feel overwhelming. And that might actually be like, that could honestly be your entire like sequence potentially, depending on how you bucket them. So you could say like, So the first one could be like, thank you for signing up. The second one could be, you know, here are some examples of photos and here are some reasons why, like, I feel so strongly about this, right? It sort of like introduces, it introduces you as the photographer and like why you love this style. And meanwhile, we're just like using all of those key messaging statements, those positioning statements that... They resonate with you. That's why you do this. And that's why someone else is going to want to do that. And so we start talking about like, hey, we, you know, we add a sense of like adventure, but we take all the stress out of that day and we capture your journey as a mom, capture those time capsule moments, you know, insert all the things we've been talking about. And then like maybe each week you kind of do a little bucket and it's like, here is an, again, a handful of like photographs, um, or one or two. And then the first week is, you know, here is one way to like get the most out of these kinds of sessions. And you talk about, maybe you want to think through and make a list of all the memories or all those moments 
that you don't want to ever forget. So that way, when your photographer shows up, you can give some direction and say, these are the things that are most important to me. I want to capture the way my kids play together on their tablets. I want to capture the way that my littlest daughter, you know, scooches her way onto my lap with her book and asks me to read to her. I want to capture the baby's hand on my cheek. So you can kind of say, you know, that's that's one. And then maybe the next one is like, here's how you here's how you prep your house, right? Because that would be something that I would honestly think about. I'd be like, oh, like, how much do I clean? Like, or how much do I care? You know, what if my house doesn't feel Instagrammable, right? So mm-hmm. how do I like kind of set a beautiful scene so that I'm not like embarrassed by the state of my house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you could just kind of think through like what would be some objections that people mm-hmm. might have or sticking points that kind of make them think like, oh, I really love this, but what about this? How do I make sure that like it's not really weird and awkward that, you know, my house doesn't look like a total shit show that day or, um, you know, what if and just sort of think through what would make that day really successful for them and then sort of address each of them and say like, here's how you'd prep for that. Here's how you'd prep for that. And then the final call to action in that last sequence is like book the session, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of how you lead them through. That is awesome. Like (laughs) you, you like sparked so many ideas in me um, with, with like educating them essentially, like not only just because I always think like I need to educate them first on what documentary is. And then I think I I forget about the objections because I don't know what they would be because I don't have them personally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't care if my house is a mess. I don't care. Like, cause I just feel so passionately already about it that I'm like, I just want raw, you know, like, but be everybody's, you know, inclination and like they may, yeah, be, curious about those things. And then I was thinking one of those objections would be, and a great blog post to couple with all of these things. Like I could actually write a blog post about all of these separate things, have a little snippet from the blog and then have a read more option, you know? So like they get some of it, but if they really want to go in depth and know more then they can read the whole blog post. But we talked about the spousal objection, right? Or the partner objection. And I'm thinking, oh man, that would be great to have like just a a really quick like recap of like what it, like a very small snippet, like what how you can read this to your spouse or your partner and say like, these are the things that, you know, we would need to do and to book, like that's it. Like just mm-hmm. so that they mm-hmm. have a very clear guideline, you know? Yeah. And actually, as you're talking about that, I would tack on like as as an assignment, if if I were in your shoes, something that I feel like I'd want to do is not only talk to like 10 to 20 women or moms who kind of fit my primary audience, but also talk to their husbands and say like, if your wife brought this to you, like right. what – what would be your reaction? What might hold you back? What would, you know, all of these things, right? And the reality is that this, like, it's not going to be for everyone, right? Because you're not going to, like, be able to convince some husbands. Like, there are going to be some husbands who are like, no, I'm just never going to let a stranger follow me around with a camera for a whole day. That is weird. I'm never going to get past it. But, like, the like 
and I'm thinking about this like through the like my own conversation, if I were like to try to pose this to my husband, you know, I feel like it would be tough for him to understand like why is this so important? Like why are these photos different than mm-hmm. like the ones that we get from our regular photographer, right? Like what's so yeah. wrong? Those are really pretty nice photos. So like what more could you possibly want? Right. But I think to like help him, you know, understand that at the end of the day, and so when we talk about positioning, there's always sort of like that external problem you're solving, which for you is the stress, that like internal, which is these are memories that I never want to forget. And then like this philosophical position of like moms should be able to remember and or not even just moms, but like moms and dads ought to be able to remember what it was like being a mom and dad to like their children. Mm-hmm. And I think to to say it like that, to be like, don't you want to be able to like look back in 15 years, 20 years and go, oh, oh I remember that. Mm-hmm. And just be filled with like the joy and the memories and like the gratitude of like this experience. Like as parents, we are trudging through like the day-to-day all the time. Right. Like, you know, and sometimes the like all of the stuff and the things that have to get done overshadow like the reason why we even had kids to begin with. It's because like we wanted to – raise these like beautiful little humans and enjoy beautiful little humans, not just, (laughs) not just shuttle them to soccer practice every day. Right. And you know what? I think that's the key to documentary photography too, because people only see the, um, they'll, they'll pull out those like big, huge things, you know, like what did we do today? Okay. We went to school. We, Uh, went to soccer practice, we ate dinner, we cleaned up dinner, we read a story, we went to bed, we did homework, like they're like these big things, right? But you'd forget like, okay, while we were doing homework, remember when dad came in and like, um, made a potty joke, or like, remember when uh, the dog came in and started, um, I don't know, spinning around chasing his tail, like, Those are teeny tiny, itty bitty, almost insignificant, quote unquote, moments that you don't actually like pause to think about and be grateful for. But those are the ones that we should be highlighting. Those should be our highlight reel because those are like, you, you, you are capturing the moments that make up life. Yeah. That's, that's what you're doing with documentary photography. Yes. So that would be one key message. <laughs> yes. That's that is one that I would test to see if that like resonates with people mm-hmm. and say like capture the moments that create your life and so you have them like as this beautiful little time capsule to look back on. So that that's kind of where I would start. So okay, that's I would say really yeah. Good. Um like work on and again like now I'm super invested and I'm going to I'm going to work on this in like my spare time. Um, But like the messaging so that you can really like crystallize and make super clear like what 
what it is my position is, like the problems that I'm trying to solve, I would say really making sure to do the research and like get that target audience as specific as possible so you can kind of understand what's going on in their heads and how you can, you know, support that with messaging. And then that nurture sequence, like I said, I think you add a ton of value if you kind of address some of the objections in a way that even if I don't end up booking, if I think through and say like, okay, I'm going to, you know, in preparation for photo day, I'm going to think of like some moments that I want to capture. So even if I do go sort of the traditional route, I can maybe like give some better direction so that I capture a little bit more of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, that still adds value to somebody's yes. life. And so that's kind of, that's the direction that I would take it. Yeah. Um, okay. So where do I get these people to talk to? Cause I think that's been my biggest hurdle because my husband had that suggestion as well. He's like, go back to your, your old clients and ask like what, why they booked you instead of a portrait photographer, um, like a traditional photographer. And I was like, well, okay. But like, so many of my past clients, like I'm not in touch with them anymore, or, you know, they were in Europe and I only have one currently from Tucson because I've just started in January. So like, where do you recommend I, do they need to be past clients? Can I just ask like people I think would be interested in something like this and where do I, you know, where, yeah. Where do you find them and do like the, the target research? Um, so I would say like, even if they are people that you like knew from Europe that you photographed, I mean, even if you have like a casual, even if you're just still like connected on Facebook, for example, or you still have like their email, I don't think it'd be super weird to be like, Hey, I know it's been a while, but can I like, can I catch you up? I moved back to the States. I'm interested in like rebuilding this photography business. And I'd love to just like get some insights from you, you know, and I think like offer to, you know, buy him a virtual coffee or, or whatever, just say like, could I, could I just have 15 minutes of your time to ask you and five questions and have those five mm-hmm. questions planned in advance. Um, so I don't think it's bizarre to kind of go back to them you know, if you're going back seven years, that's probably kind of tough. But, it, you know, if they've been like within the past couple of years, I would say that's a good place to start. Um, I think you could leverage like the TLF group that we're in. I think you could put the ask out. I know I did this recently. I said like, hey, I want to be able to talk to some people. Like, here's who I think I want to talk to. If this is you, like, could you DM me? Um Another option is there is a networking group called Hey Mama, and this actually like probably would fit your demographic really well, I think, Um, which is it's a a networking group specifically for like high-powered professional women and entrepreneurs. So it's a lot of – I mean, you're going to get kind of a a mixed bag. I'm sure there there are women in there that are not in your target audience, but I think – just from what I've observed, there's plenty of them that are probably like in the six-figure earning range. And that's kind of who I think is, my gut is telling me like, somebody's probably got to be around like six figures in their salary to feel like they can comfortably spend, you know, the, the funny a chunk thing, of money or something. I don't know. Right. The funny thing is, so all the years that I've done documentary, the fascinating thing about this, Caitlin, is that 
none of them have really been wealthy people that I've photographed. Oh, They've okay. Been a myriad of, of, you know, backgrounds, but I think mainly I would say almost like working class to lower middle class is oh. the ones who hire me. And I think this is the reason because they really value it and mm. they save up for it. And so it's more meaningful for them. It's not just like, it's not like a one and done thing. They're like, oh, I'm just going to do this because it's trendy mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll look cool and, oh, I have the money and whatever. It's like they are so bought into the the concept of it that they're willing to spend six months, nine months, a year saving up so that they can afford this type of session. Oh, that is so super cool. Okay. Yeah, that's well, been my – Yeah. Like, so then, okay. So then I would say that like that almost makes it a little bit, a little bit easier. I feel like, um, I would say I would still kind of like, I would leverage the groups that you are a part of. So I would say like, you know, put something in the TLF group and say like, Hey, if this is, you know, and remove sort of like the income thing and just say like, Hey, I'm interested if you are like a family, um, you know, so I think of like Ben Killoy, for example. He's the he's the dad coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like him, uh, John Shookman. Like, you know, I feel like you could That's probably true, yeah. get especially there's a, dads. There's a lot more mm-hmm. men. So I there's a lot of men. Calls. I think I think um and there is uh there's a women's call too in there um mm-hmm. that they've recently started. I am like it's supposed to be on Mondays. I am always confused about like how to join it, to be honest. But I mean, I've never that... even seen that. So okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, perfect. Uh, I think a lot of us are confused, like because I think they're in the process of trying to like find all of the women in the TLF group and add them on. But that would be a fantastic place. So I would say leverage. Um, Leverage the networks you already have. If you wanted to add Hey Mama in there, I mean, it's super affordable. It's $35 a month. I think you could get a lot. You're going to get kind of a wide range. I think it's probably going to skew a little bit more like um, like upper or like middle class and maybe upper middle class. But, you know, even to have, I think, conversations with both, even though one is not necessarily your target audience – to understand and make sure like, do I really know that this is kind of like the types of people? Because mm-hmm. that is potentially a slightly different messaging. If mm-hmm. you're, you know, saying like, hey, this is, you know, an investment and you're going to save up for it kind of a thing mm-hmm. um, versus somebody who can just be like, oh yeah, I can, I can afford that. I could do, I don't know, making up a price. Like I could do 800 or a thousand or whatever mm-hmm. for a day. Um so I would leverage that. And then I would say I'm not a huge fan of like going into random Facebook groups because I think you're going to get just like, I don't know. You'll probably get some people who are generally interested in helping, but I think more than right. not. What about just on your own friends, like oh, yeah. on your newsfeed? Like, because yep. I have I, a lot of friends totally. who are, okay. Totally. I, I would just would post be... something. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just kind of ask, I would, I would say like, ask sort of like broad questions that people can sort of like 
free form. So like when I asked my question, yeah, open-ended and like I asked like an intentionally like very broad question. And then as people started to respond, I would like individually reply with like, oh, they're going down like this trail that I do need information on. And so I would ask like a more specific question. So I would Mm -hmm. say like, start with something really broad, you know, like what do you you know, moms and dads, like, what do you, what do you dislike most about getting family portraits done? Mm -hmm. And then you could ask another one, you know, a few days later, like what, what are the types of moments or memories that you hope to capture? Or like, you know, you could kind of think of those questions so that it gives people like a little bit of focus, but then just like, just keep asking them. And like, Mm -hmm. let people respond and see. And then like, especially if it's on your friends list or like people who are on your friends list on your personal page, as they start to respond, you're going to kind of know a little bit about them. You know, you're going to be like, oh yeah, she, she works like, you know, she is like kind of at a management position, but this gal, like this gal who is a friend of mine and she is, you know, a a single mom and, Mm -hmm. you know is in a drastically different life um, stage than this person over here. And I think that'll kind of help guide you a little bit. So I would say start with the networks that you have available to you and just like put the general questions out. And then as as somebody reveals what they're thinking, if you're like, ooh, I really want to be able to dig into that, just ask them to hop on a call with you. Okay. I actually have a Facebook group for my photography page and um, I have quite a few people in there. I have 52 members, but they're not all like, they don't all fit my target audience, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, sometimes I I do pull them every now and then like um, about like what's the most important thing to find on a website of a photographer and like just, you know, I'm asking them questions a lot, but there's not a lot of engagement and I feel I don't really know how to utilize it properly. So I think, um, I think that's a whole other podcast probably, but uh, (laughs) episode on Facebook groups, but um, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like their feedback is particularly useful because I don't really know that they're actually going to be buying from me, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So I think like you're going to, as you ask these questions, I think narrowing that target audience is going to become clearer, you know, based mm-hmm. on the people who do want to engage with you and stuff like that. But that um, yeah, I think if you kind of start there and then like even just reach out to like a handful of people that you think would be in your target audience, like I would just comb through those directories for like the TLF network and be like, oh, are there... Or just put a post out there and ask, like, hey, if you are a mom, can I get 10 to 15 minutes of your time? If you're a dad, can I get 10 to 15 minutes of your time? And I bet you'll I I bet you could easily get, you know, a handful of each to kind of talk through and say, like, here's what I'm doing. What's your reaction? Here are some questions and kind of walk through. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's really helpful. Yeah, I will definitely do that. And okay, one last question for you. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. I think advertising is the hardest part, like getting my name out there because I'm like kind of new to the area once again, even though I'm not. (laughs) Um, And so the giveaway I think is going to be substantial. I do think that that's going to be really helpful. Um, But aside from that, I really struggle with like what, cause I'm not, I, I have tons of ideas for B2B. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, I could call them directly like cold call. But you can't cold call. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So I find it really, really challenging, actually. I don't know what to do. And, you know, like, do I do brochures and hand them out in mailboxes? Do I, you know, like, the, it, to me, it seems like going to, like, baby fairs and things like that has never been really successful for me or, like, offering my services for free or auctioning them off. None of that has given me any kind of um, return on investment. Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of out of ideas aside from the giveaway. I'm like, okay, what, is there anything else? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm sure. So like one thing I would recommend is like starting a Google business profile because that will kind of help. Okay. So I would say, make sure you've got that. You're keeping it up to date. You're going in on a regular basis and, you know, adding new pictures, asking for reviews from anybody. Like every time someone buys Mm -hmm. with you, have them leave a review, go in and respond to it. That's going to be a great way to like do some like good SEO work without, Mm -hmm. so as people are, you know, searching for you, photographers, um, that will kind of give you a boost rather than having to pay someone to do that for your website. Cause I think it's a little early for that. Um, or at least in my experience, right. Um, then I would say you could also like, I think you could do quite a bit on Pinterest and kind of leverage Pinterest. Um, but then honestly, this might be, something where you kind of have to think about like, okay, am I willing to create sort of a marketing budget and do like if the trade show or not trade shows, but like if the fairs and the exhibits and stuff like that, if that doesn't really work, then it might be a case where you say like, okay, I'm just going to create a budget and I'm going to do some like digital ads, whether it's Google ads, it's Mm -hmm. Facebook. I think Pinterest would actually honestly probably be a really amazing and like through Pinterest ads, I believe you can still like geo target. So you'd be able to narrow it to like the Mm -hmm. Tucson area. Um, and I do know a gal who does that and she is really fantastic at it. Um, so I would say this, it might be a scenario where if like the time solutions where you just sort of like show up and like Mm -hmm. try to network. If that isn't it, then I think potentially looking at like some of those paid advertising opportunities Mm -hmm. might be. I did did not know that geo target with Pinterest. That's very fascinating because I always thought that's kind of like a a dead zone for photography because it is so – like worldwide, you know, and I, mm-hmm. you know, people from Singapore are not going to hire me for family photos. Clearly, like I'm location dependent. So um, yeah, that is helpful to know. I did not know you could do that. Yeah. So that's something that I would look at. Um, you can't geo target necessarily like with your average pin, but I believe with the ads, you could. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense. That I that is not my expertise, so I am gonna have to like look that up um, yeah. and double check with a couple of my friends. 
who do this, but I'm, I'm almost positive you can. But I, that's kind of where um, I feel like thinking about do I need to make a budget is something that I would consider because I think this space is like really incredibly um, competitive or saturated that mm-hmm. it might it might just be the case where you have to say mm-hmm. like I'm going to carve out a budget and say you know for however much I'm I'm able to do I'm just going to invest in some paid advertising opportunities um, otherwise. I'm trying to think if there is like, because again, you sort of get into like the giving away a session or something for free, which I'm sure giving away a whole day of your time, unlike a traditional portrait photographer where it's like, oh, I could do a free 30-minute mini session and give that away for free at like, you know, um, ooh, sorry. This just popped into my head. So instead of like giving away a free 30-minute session, which is like pretty obviously not the direction you want to go because you can't really capture what you want to capture in that time, I wonder if another option would be like looking for maybe family-oriented nonprofits that are um, maybe doing like galas or fundraisers where potentially you could be like an auction item. So it would still be – and you would want to be kind of strategic about this, it would still be you giving away that time. But if you identified four, for example, or even just two and kind of approached them and said, like, I think about our like local children's hospital. We're big supporters of it um, because we've we've been there before. And they have two really big events every year. And there's always like a silent auction. So it might be something to kind of like get your name out. Um, and again, you would have to evaluate like that might be more of an upscale audit audience. And so I think it depends on where you ultimately want to land. But that might be something that you could do where, yes, you're still giving that package away for free, but you're getting your name out in front of kind of that audience and like generating some interest. You're introducing people to the concept. So, you know, as I, as you know, a potential like donor or buyer, um, bidder on the silent auction, like I'm walking around and I'm looking at everything like, Ooh, maybe I I mean, I've never heard of that before, you know, and because you have something of like pretty high value that would fit into that. And so if you look for maybe some like family oriented um, opportunities, so like galas or something, organizations that maybe you could donate something to, or even if you wanted to, um, you know, donate to a charity. So like maybe, you know, um, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking through like, again, family-oriented charities, people who work with like families, but maybe um, like I'm thinking of a local one here. It's called Milkworks. They work with their like breastfeeding support for new moms. You know, if they had like a a giveaway where like they kind of do the publicizing, right? And they say like, hey, we're giving – like we're partnering with Generate Photography to give away this kind of session. So it's still a giveaway, but maybe it's like it's a lot more targeted than just going to like a baby fair. You know what I'm saying? Where there's tons of other like newborn photographers. But if it was something like, you know, and they you could position it where it's like 
especially if it's like families that are coming through like a difficult time, like how meaningful that might be to say Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, like you're as a new mom, you're like coming through, um, this journey of like, you know, bonding with your new baby and like learning how to do this incredibly hard thing of like becoming a mom, like here's, here's a session, you know, that you want through this or, you know, if it's through, like we have attached to the children's hospital, we have like the, um, the rainbow house where families like parents of children can stay like long-term. <sighs> I don't like, it's going to make me cry, but like, you know, <laughs> to say like, Hey, you know, like on, on go home day mm-hmm. or whatever, like capturing that, like that yeah. could be a cool way to like get your name out in a way that's like really meaningful especially to those families. And then like you think about kind of like that experience that you're gifting to them and like the likelihood that they will take it and say like, oh my gosh, we like, we got this. And like how much more powerful that story would be like as they share it on like social media, like, hey, look at this. And then they're sort of doing the advertising for you. That could be an option that you like. I'm going to have to research like um, some – spaces here in Tucson because I'm not really familiar, but I do know, I do know that there's a lot of people doing lactation work here and that would be a great demographic for, you know, breastfeeding moms. Um, and also I, I did actually go to the birth center here and ask if I could add like vouchers to their welcome, like their parent Mm -hmm. welcome packet, um, for like a discounted newborn session. And that just gave me another idea that, you know, when I do do my giveaway, my giveaway is a three hour session. So it's like a, it's like a taster of what documentary is. So it's not like a full day session, but, um, but that would be a great one to at least tell the, the birth center about, and then they can maybe Mm -hmm. share it on their page just so that their, you know, their moms and dads, their brand new moms and dads can see it. Yeah. Um, so that, that definitely like gives me a lot more to think about. And um, I did pair with, I don't know if you're familiar with Red Thread Sessions, but they are, they give away like free adoptive, adopt, ad, adoption day mm-hmm. <laughs> photography. Um, but they, I don't think that they're like still around anymore. Sure. I, have to, I have to look, but Um, but yeah, so I have done that in the past. I think I've just forgotten because, you know, I haven't been here in seven years. And now that you're saying some of these things, I'm like, okay, I did do some of this in the past actually. And I've forgotten about it. Yeah. But but yeah, those are great ideas. Yeah. I think looking for like the opportunities. And so really what you're doing is you are, are looking for people who will kind of essentially do the advertising for you. And you're, you're creating a very like shareable, meaningful moment that like these, any nonprofit is going to be like very, you know, passionate about where it's like, oh my gosh, you are like, again, you're capturing like these moments that create the life that we live that like tell the story of the life that we live. And you are doing it for like people that we are so super passionate about And you're creating something that is like shareable for them, that they're going to be like, oh yeah, heck yes, I will absolutely like share that out and be like, you know, thank you to Generate Photography for taking these beautiful pictures of like this person's experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, yeah, thinking about it in those terms and looking for people who 
you know, you can sort of, you would want to borrow their audience. And so you would partner with them, you'd give them something, but then in return, like they're promoting it out as like a thank you, um, I think could go a really long way into just starting to like make a name for yourself. So that way you don't have to feel like, oh, I've got to do for, I've got to do like the portrait stuff in order to pick up like one or two documentary clients. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that, I guess that was the hard thing too, is like finding a way to advertise documentary, you know, like mm-hmm. not giving away headshots or real estate stuff, or, you know, I really want to stay on, on, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Brand, I guess. Um, yeah. Although like I'm trying not to minimize my, my profits either. So I'm like, if yeah. a senior comes up and is like, Hey, will you do my senior portraits? I'm like, heck yeah, because I, you know, if I have a free sure. weekend and I can do it, I do it. Um, yeah. I just do it in my own wonderfully, you know, documentary way. <laughs> I wonder too. So just, you just said something that like sparked an idea. Um, Thinking about like if there are real estate agents potentially that you could partner with because I know sometimes – and again, like thinking of – so this would be something that it's not a giveaway to you. So like maybe if you had like one of those sessions because I know sometimes – real estate agents will like gift their new homeowners. I do that something. already. Okay. I All right. Yeah. Given. Yeah. No, I actually yeah. had um, a partner like before I moved, um, he would do that. He would buy um, his clients a documentary session if he felt like they were that kind of family. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And he would just pay for the session. Right. Yeah. So like it wasn't a giveaway. It was wonderful, but yeah. Um, yeah, it, that was. I need to reach out to him again, actually. So now you've like reminded yeah, me. There you go. Things. Yeah. See, this is like you're just bringing up my past and being like, oh, I remember all the things. <laughs> After the time, that's all I all I need to do is like remind people that they've like already done a lot of these things, and they just sort of have to like pull it out. So yeah, I mean, I, and I think like looking for opportunities again, where like people might want to like gift something like that mm-hmm. to someone. Um, you know, that would be, that would be huge. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me too of like, I forget all the time about holidays and I think, oh my gosh, I could be, I could be like, even just on my normal Facebook page, like saying, Hey, who wants to gift their mother a a documentary session for Mother's Day, you know, coming Mm -hmm. up in May. And like, I, like the, the holidays come and then they go and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't, yeah. I can remind people that they could buy this as an option, which is an amazing option. It's eco-friendly. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's an experience which we need to focus more on giving rather than things. Like I have, I have a strategy there. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally forget about it. So. Yeah. I think if you like put it into like a, into a schedule to kind of like remind you I, that we talked about giving, you know, gifting my mom something like that. Um, I ended up gifting her a trip because <laughs> she wanted to go on vacation with my dad more than anything else. But yeah, I mean, I think about even like, you know, next next weekend, um, like we're getting together and my mom is going to teach like the next generation to how to make like the Easter cookies that her mom taught her to make. I want to document that. <laughs> you know, and that's like, that's like gold to my mom, right? Like oh she would, God. she would love to just like have pictures of like all of us, like our, you know, all my cousins and my kids and like, mm-hmm. you know, all together because we have pictures of that over the years. 
But this is like the first year where it's like, okay, you're going to learn the recipe. It's not just going to be grandma being like, here, roll this dough here, cut this out. Like she really is like focused on teaching us. So yeah. Oh man. See that that's what I want to document. That's a great way to close because I, that's like, that is a great example of something that people wouldn't think to hire a photographer to come and photograph, but that's, that's exactly what I want. I want to like get those moments that are just so, so, um, not, not just, they're not, they are significant, right? But they are like also ones that you wouldn't hire a photographer for normally. Right. Well, they're not posed. They're not posed. That's the thing. Like we always think about like hiring somebody for our wedding day. We Mm -hmm. always think about like hiring somebody for like the newborn photo session, but it's like life continues on after you have those moments. And so, I mean, going back to like your email sequence, even like giving people a list of like ideas to say, this is the type of thing. If you're worried about it feeling awkward, have me come in on a day when you're doing Easter cookies Mm -hmm. with your, with grandma and grandpa or, you know, Christmas cookies. Like that would be another like super easy way to like pull something together um you know celebrating the seasons right like every season there's things like you do like going out and buying a tree or cutting one down or like oh my gosh yeah Christmas Christmas decoration day like yeah that would be so you know so I think that could actually I would definitely make that like one of your nurture sequence emails is like here are ideas about what you can capture if you're worried about this like about me not having you're gonna do capture yeah then have me come on a day when like you're going to do something like this and like I will be there too to capture it. it. Yeah. To document it. And then you will have like, you will remember this day forever Mm -hmm. because you'll have these like beautiful photos that you can look back on and be like, oh yeah. And what a gift to your grand, the grandparents too, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's, it's a gift for everybody. It's like a win, win, win because everybody gets the photos to, to keep as a keepsake for forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like, and again, like with those, you could speak to, and I, it gets a little meta, but like grandmas are still moms who are on a journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to capture like those moments. And I think as like parents, as we age, we like, and as we get more experienced, you know, we start to appreciate our parents a little bit more sometimes and to say like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I also want to remember the way that like my kids, like post themselves up at grandma's counter and like eat sprinkles out of a bowl while grandma makes cookies. Like, you know, one of the, one of the things that I think is sad about our, our world and, you know, um, society as a whole, is we separate like everybody, there's a lot of ageism. So we've got like grandparents and they have their own lives and they live here. And then we have like the families and then we have children and we like, they, they go in school and like, that's where they go all day. And it's interesting because I feel like documentary gives the a chance for the the grandparents to be involved in the photo mm-hmm. session. So it's like multi-generational. Everyone gets to participate. There's no like cap on how many people can be in the session. I mean, neighbors can stop by during yeah. the session and yeah. they can be photographed part as part of it because that's your norm. That's real life. Like people are in and out of your house. Um, and so I do have a few grandparents in my Facebook group and I ask, you know, like one of the questions I ask is like, why are you here? And 
they're like, well, I'm thinking about getting photos done with my grandkids because mm-hmm. we don't, we don't include them. Like we're like, we're gifting all these photos of our family to them, but mm-hmm. sometimes they want to be in it, you know, they yeah. want to be part of it because they're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think like if you, if you kind of frame it up, especially around the holidays and remind people like these are the times that like you're spending with, you know, your, your, your parents too. Like, I I don't know. I think about that too. Sometimes like my mom is so, even though she loves having photos, she doesn't necessarily like love sitting and posing for them. She always like looks so serious. And I, I've been thinking about like, how can I, you know, kind of capture some of those moments so that like, again, I've got pictures where it's not my mom just like stone faced in a photo, right. but it's like her actually enjoying the moment and right. like, smiling and all of those things. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great way to kind of do it. Well, I'm full of ideas now. So thank you so much Yay. for all of your, yeah, I, I thought I would stump you, but you just always had something really <laughs> Impressive and remarkable to add. Oh, well, so thank I'm, you. <laughs> I'm very thankful. So grateful to you, Caitlin. Like, yeah, like, this is this is so fun. This is the stuff that I like love to do. I'm listeners. I don't know if you like this as much as I do, but part of me wants to just make this every episode of my podcast because this is the good stuff. Like you know, so hopefully yeah. you've got some great takeaways. Listeners, hopefully you do as well. Um, as always, I will put um, as as I kind of like workshop Jenna stuff. I will put you know the final stuff in the show notes. But Jenna, thank you for your your time today and being on here. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Of course.